It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and <laughs> recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, oh, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C. Ho, fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music biz number one supplier. Flyer than a piece of paper bearing my name. Got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. That's right, Ho, not D-O-C, but similar to them letters. No one could do it better. I check chatter like a food inspector My homie Strick told me, dude, finish your breakfast So that's what I'ma do, take you back to the dude with the Lexus Fast forward the truth Oh, hello everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome What is this, episode 23 of Taste Tidbits I hope you guys have been okay Hope everybody's been doing well on your respective journeys Um, It's been interesting, definitely been interesting for me Uh We'll get into that a little bit later, but I am going to be having a guest join me today. I'm really glad to be back with you guys. Uh, Again, I hope this episode finds you well uh, and that you take something away from it and that you leave better than you came. That is always my hope for you guys. Um, Yeah, that's it. Lots of change in my life. I feel like that's the only constant in this world and in this life is that things are going to change. So I'm here. I'm committed. So we'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It says audio quiet. Audio recording is higher quality. I hope so, because this doesn't sound great. I mean, I hear you great in my headphones, but I don't hear myself great in my headphones. So whatever. <laughs> anyway, welcome to episode 23 of Taste Tidbits. As you can see, I'm not alone if you're watching this on YouTube. This is Andrea. Andrea, thanks so much for being here. What does it say? What the what? I, I am everything. everything. Yeah, I am everything. Project. Listen, I don't know if this could be more perfect. Do you see my shirt? Sorry. Okay. Yes, honey. I am enough. <laughs> yes. yes, you are. Yes, yes, you are. Yes. We all are. We just have to know it and believe it and act as if, act in accordance. Correct. You know, when I when Megan sent me over and shout out to Megan. Thank you, Megan, for EP in this and facilitating the whole thing. I purposely did not look you up. I purposely, I wanted this to be like my introduction to you, but just the fact that like energetically your business is called the I am everything project. (laughs) So yeah, this is my first time meeting Andrea, you guys, and we are going to talk and get to know each other right here in real time. So, um, I hope that this episode finds you well, and I hope that it does something for you and you walk away better than you came. So yeah, that's, that's always my hope for my listeners is that there's something that they're able to take away. So have a feeling, <laughs> have a feeling, <laughs> have a small little inkling that this is going to be good. So well, Andrea- I know- I know you're big on signs and synchronicities. So am I. So the biggest synchronicity right now is that you're wearing an I am shirt and I am like, you know, the queen of the I am programming. So, okay. And a tattoo. 
this was, this was written in the stars, Shantae. This was written in the stars. I'm so oh excited. Now. I feel like we're, we're going to be able to talk for hours. We're going to have to cut this off because like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, this has to go up to podcast. So let's just stop talking at a certain point in time. We'll just do, I'll just do part one and two. Okay, okay. Thank you so much for being here. I'm honored to have you on the show and to, to get to know you and to chat. Oh, likewise. Thank oh, you so much better. for having me. So tell me about yourself. Where do I start? So yeah, my name is Andrea Lowell. I'm the founder and creator of the I Am Everything Project, uh, born and raised in Long Beach, California. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, I went to UCI. I was a bio major, but none of these things make me who I am. Um, in fact, I, I don't really consider labels to be indicative of who I am at all. In fact, when people talk to me, I make it a point not to discuss work. Uh, you know, people say, oh, what do you do? Where are you from? And I'm like, you know what? I'll just lay it down for us because we're trying to get to know each other. But I usually try to steer the conversation. I'm talking in person, you know, like when you're out, out of the club or at dinner meeting new people. I'm like, well, so what do you like to do? Where was the last place you traveled? You know, um, what are some things on your bucket list? Um, because we're not what we do for work. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I am a self-mastery guide and mentor. That's what I do. But when people say, you know, who are you? What do you do? I said, well, I'm honest. I'm compassionate. Yeah, I practice self-mastery. I'm really big into manifestation. I don't believe in coincidences. Some of my best attributes are my ability to listen and love unconditionally. I practice, practice acceptance. And it just like throws people like, no, but what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like, you know, like, what do you do on Mondays? Like at 9 a.m.? Like, what do you do? Like, right. yeah, because so much of our identity is tied to our productivity, unfortunately. Right. That's right. And, right. Right. We base what we are and our worth on what we do, whether it's parenting or work or we kind of make our roles and our titles synonymous with our value. One thousand percent. And one of the reasons I stopped making that correlation personally and why I make it a point to not lead with that or get into that conversation with people is because I know so many amazing people in my life who are not their jobs. You know, I know people who are our age and they wait tables and on paper that might not be the, the coolest job on earth or, Oh, you had so much potential, but they're happy. They have inner peace. They have a flexible schedule. They're traveling. They're making cash. You know, like they're actually like gaming the system. But if you meet out at a, a table of millionaires and say, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I wait tables. You're judged for being less than. And so having known such badass people, souls on a mission who actually wake up each day and say, how can I serve humanity? How can I cultivate my own inner peace? How can I be a good person? Can I go help my mom today, for example? These people are being judged because they don't have a retirement fund. Like, give me a break. So I just made it a point to stop perpetuating the, the labels that society creates, because I really think that's one of our biggest detriments is we have to fit in this box. And I don't know about you, Shantae, but like, I don't really fit in a box and it really confuses <laughs> people. Like, what do you mean? Like you're a hippie, but like you wear a full face of makeup, like that's the truth. I am a total love and light peace hippie. And I wear a full face of glam makeup every day. Why can't I be both? Why, why do I have to I have both? Why do mm -hmm. I have to have long armpit hair and wear tie dye mm -hmm. it, to be a hippie? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I don't. So I'm like, it's kind of like my mission every day 
to break people's personal paradigms, you know, the rules in which they operate for this societal level that we are thrust upon us by the media, by our parents, by school, by all this dip, these different forms of programming. And I aim to be uniquely me and wildly misunderstood. And the more misunderstood I am, I feel like the, the better I'm doing, actually. Mm. I, 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 anyone who listens to this show knows about my intentional pauses and my size. And I typically do that when I am at a loss for words, which doesn't happen often for me. Um, <laughs> it is just, I'm just blown away by the alignment between, between the two of us and just listening to you talk. Um, and being in the things that you say, the things that you are saying, being able to just resonate with me so powerfully, I feel the exact same way. Like I define me. I decide who I am. I don't have to fit. I no longer, because I don't want to speak as though I am, I've always been this way. Right. <laughs> this was right. absolutely a journey of discovery, which is still ongoing, which will always be. I wasn't always this way. I was very, very much a person who was trapped in the ideals of what I was supposed to be doing or where I was supposed to be based on my age or based on and always feeling inadequate because I was not at this imaginary level. Right. Because to your point, there are people who have jobs who may you know somebody may judge and there are people who have phenomenal careers who are horrible shitty people thank so you. thank it, you it it just proves that it's all smoke and mirrors and and not that those things aren't important right not that it's not important to put certain things in place for your future and your children and you know right. your children's children and legacy and retire all of those things we're not saying that that's not important but it's the definition it's the it's the value you know it's the the um the what is the word i'm looking the separation people are like well i'm here in this socioeconomic status and someone else is there so that makes me somehow better Right. It's like, do we derive our self-worth from this? Obviously, right. you want to be able to provide for your family, just like you said. Of mm -hmm. course you do. Mm -hmm. But am I deriving my worth from a title that maybe I created or maybe I attained or maybe I'm, you know, went to school for it? But it's something my parents wanted me to do or, oh, my grandpa was a doctor. I have to be a doctor. Who am I doing this for? Now, had I wanted to be a doctor because it was a burning desire inside of myself and I did that, created affluence and did all this, that's great because I did it for me. Mm -hmm. I did it for me. And if I made a mistake, I can say, you know what? Maybe I don't love this so much. Maybe I want to, you know, go into massage therapy or something. I can switch gears. But if I'm doing it for the kudos of society, if I'm doing it to please my parents, I'm going to be miserable the rest of my life. And there's no amount of money in the bank that can buy happiness and can buy serenity. Because what you said about feeling trapped and hitting these milestones and still not just like having it, I completely identify with too. Shantae, when I was younger, um, between, and you and I are the same age, between- We are? Yeah, between 19 <laughs> and 35, I was on TV every day of my life. I had it all. I had the car. I had the man. I had the house on the beach. I had all the clothes. I had personal trainer three to five days a week. I had it all. 
So why was I miserable? Because it wasn't for me. It wasn't about me. In fact, I was playing a part of myself. So I showed up as me. I was a TV and a radio host. We simulcast each day. So I was like Andrea Lowell showing up, but I wasn't me like I'm with you right now. I wasn't having these conversations. I was playing a part and faking a facet of myself so I would still get hired the next day. So the fans would like me. So the people who don't think the way you and I think would accept me. It was all based when I look back from low self-worth and really not having anything else going on in my life that mattered. I wasn't being of service to anyone. In fact, I was not, I was just miserable. There was nothing about my life that was happy, but to everyone else, they were so jealous. Oh my God, you have it all. And I want to, I want to do what you do. Oh, you have it so lucky. And when they tell you that you can't say, oh, I'm, I'm miserable. So you're just like, yeah, I know. It's so great. It's so awesome. I'm living my best life. And inside you're like, this fucking sucks. And I can't figure out why. And I could not figure out why I felt trapped, hopeless and desperate. And I didn't have the courage or humility to tell anyone. It was like embarrassing to say, I have all this stuff and I've made it according to society, but I'm not happy. We were talking about how, I guess it's the concept of knowing something intellectually and actually applying it. Like that was an issue for me for a long time was that intellectually I could grasp a lot of things. Like I've always been a smart girl, always had my wits about me. But when it came to like knowledge and application, they were completely separate. And it kept me so frustrated because it, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, if you know it, then you should be able to do it. And right. because I couldn't reconcile those two things, I would be so irritated with myself. So there are people who know, oh, well, the money and the cars and the credit and the husband is not going to necessarily make you happy. So why do we continue to seek outside of ourselves for things to validate us? You know, mm. I think and, because and I, I mean, I, I, I have myself. Yeah, right. I have like, like my answer based on my experience, but yeah. I just want to hear what you think. I think when we have never felt true self-worth derived from within, we don't know that that's what we're looking for. So they mm. continue to seek external validation. Once you really truly cultivate 1000% self-worth, 1000% self-love. I don't need the opinions of anyone. I don't need the validations of anyone. I don't need to compare myself to anyone knowing that my own journey is mine alone and I am killing it. That is when we find true happiness, true inner peace. But most people, they will not go down that path because they're too caught up in the matrix. They're too caught up in keeping up with the Joneses in comparison and you know, scrolling on Instagram and getting that instant dopamine hit. You know, just like you, I thought, I know so much. I can intellectualize my way out of any problem. I'm so smart. I get it. I totally understand this. But for me, that was my biggest downfall, thinking that I could think my way out of my problems, <laughs> thinking I could research my way out of my problems because I didn't have a thinking problem. I didn't have a knowledge problem. Mm. I had a spiritual problem. Mm -hmm. I had an emotional problem. I had a perspective problem. It really was a mindset problem. 
I didn't want to take responsibility for any way I was feeling. I wanted to blame my mom, society, my work, my bitch ass producer, my trifling husband. Like I wanted to blame everything but myself instead of saying, well, maybe it's your lack of boundaries. Maybe you do show up late to work. Maybe that's why your producer's not nice to you. You know, maybe you do let your mom walk all over you. You know, like maybe your friends don't respect you because you give them nothing to respect. Like, why, why don't I look at what's actually happening? Because, yeah, hmm. I would think my way through everything, girl. And if the same thinking that created this level of frustration and feeling trapped and stuck was what got me to this level of feeling trapped and stuck. Obviously, it's not thinking, what's going to get me out of it. <laughs> so what got me out of it was a spiritual connection, hmm. integration of the spiritual principles, walking the walk, just like you said. I wasn't putting my knowledge into practical application, and that was driving me crazy because I don't know if you were aware you weren't doing it. I had no idea I wasn't doing it. I lived in denial, and denial I, is one hell of a drug. I... See, I, I've always been incredibly introspective and self-aware. I, I feel like it's a gift. And it is. That's I've always had the ability to see myself in an objective way. What I thought was that I could reason and like analyze my way out of it. I didn't allow myself to really feel because I was scared of that pain. I didn't think I could handle it emotionally. So I was very, um, intelligent but i was emotionally immature mm. i was self-aware but i was stunted in my emotional growth because i would not allow myself to feel any of my feelings when i was younger if i was too jovial it was you're goofy stop laughing if i was emotional and, and crying then it was you're sensitive stop crying so i taught myself how to deny my feelings Right. And because I did that, I was, excuse me, I was in a space of self-betrayal. And because all my, you know, my, my, my body, my brain wanted me to just validate those feelings because they were valid. But I thought I could think my, my way. I thought I could rationalize and I thought I could analyze and I could reason, you know? I 100% know. So you and I have different stories, but we have the same exact feelings. We have the same exact rationale. I really thought the more I analyzed it, the more I, you know, ran it through my amazingly computing brain that I would figure it out. And I figured out a whole lot of stuff, but I couldn't fix me. Hmm. I couldn't fix me. And just like you, I didn't have the emotional depth to really ask for help or or, or know how to fix it from the inside and that my emotions were okay. So like I said, our stories are different. So for me, I was never like squashed down. Like don't, like I wasn't told to suppress, but I have been guilty of, um, what was done to you doing to other people. Like when people mm. are acting, when people are having a good time, I'm like, Oh my God, stop. You're embarrassing me. Like, but they're, but they're having a good time. So now I can look back and see that that was my own BS. I was projecting right. on them. Had nothing Always. to do with them. Always. always. Mm -hmm. So always. And, and to that point, I, it was my thinking, right? But it wasn't what 
what I thought. It wasn't like, okay, I need to sit down and think of a, my, think of a way out of this problem. I need to find a solution. What I realized was that my limiting beliefs and my thought system as a whole was what created the dynamic of my life because of the lack of self-worth, because of the, the inability to see the value and the beauty and the, you know, the spunk and the, the tenacity. Like I placed everything that I was on this kind of um, story of being inadequate and being not good enough. So well, everything when you're that told I- that. <laughs> right. Right. Not right. words. I'm sure right. you never said, no one said like, Shantae, you're not enough. Right. Like, but it, but say, it's like, not, it's being you. Right. Then that's, that's basically saying you're not, <laughs> what you are is not good. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, but it wasn't like a conscious thought of, oh, well I do this because I don't feel like I'm enough. Right. But you know, I picked the wrong people and I settled for the wrong things. And I allowed myself to sit in spaces that didn't serve me because of that belief that, well, I'm not enough to require the very best. So I should probably just settle for what I can get. Ooh, glad those right. days are over. <laughs> I'm glad those days so are glad over. Those days are over. Mm. I am, I, you know, and we didn't think our way out of it. You know, you and I, mm. I we probably suffered what I call analysis paralysis. I mm. had run every scenario left, right, center, diagonally, <laughs> forward, backward. And I really understood it. I'm like, I get this problem, but then why am I still in it? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm the queen of analytics, but mm-hmm. I was stuck and trapped in lack of growth. And I couldn't figure out, it seemed like everyone else got this handbook on how to nail life. And like, I didn't get it. It was but like, did I they, though? To look at the, they didn't, but that's, no. because, <laughs> oh, that's because, that because was your I, perception. I'm not enough. That's my perception. It's like, right. everyone else just like understands yeah. how to like be happy and have fun and, Da, da, da. And here I am like suffering. And so again, that was like this victimization too. And I never asked for help. You know, my husband, who was my then boyfriend, when I was stuck in this mindset, he, extremely loving. Had I reached out my hand and said, babe, I need help emotionally, he would have responded. But I just didn't think I was even worthy of being honest. And also mm. I was embarrassed. It was like, it was like I had built up this facade of myself so distortedly in my mind that like I couldn't bear to or dare to rather like expose that I wasn't killing it. It was like this, this really weird paradox of like, I'm not enough, but I'm so amazing. I can't admit I'm not enough. Very bizarre, like very crazy. It was crazy. I look back and I'm like, bitch, you were crazy. Like the things that no, 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 oh, no. I think people who feel inadequate have a tendency to overcompensate. 100%. Because I'm, I want to hide the fact that this is all smoke and mirrors and I really don't feel like this on the inside, but you would never know. That's right. Like there were times that people would just, you know, I would ask people what was a, a quality that they, you know, would, that they admired about me. And they're like, you're so confident. And I'm like, I'm a great actor. <laughs> I don't feel, I mean, today it's different, but today it's, it's visible. Like I look at myself and I can see 
the I can see my eyes weren't light. I didn't look like this. My skin, like I didn't radiate and I didn't feel, but people like, you're so confident. And I'll be like, wow, because I speak well. And because of the tone of my voice, because of the way that my voice carries, not because on the inside, I feel like I'm even deserving of being here. Let me tell you. So I started this podcast two years ago, mm-hmm. October, 2020. And it was one of the most, honestly, it was one of the hardest times of my life. I really don't even know why I did it, um, why I started, but I did. And I thought that I could commit to doing it and to doing it well, but I was in the throes of depression and just trying to figure my life out and discovering so much about myself. What I thought was integrity and commitment was really just me masking who I was and what I was dealing with, but it was so very painful that I ended up stopping and starting so much that this is only my 23rd episode in two years. And I had planned to record every other week, right? At least once a month. Right. And there were times where I disappear for months and I'm just grateful for the listenership. Every time they were understanding, they always come back, but I know that in order to do what I want to do, with this platform and with like this being my business, I'm going to have to be consistent. It's a part of it. I recognize that. Uh, But I was just, it was, it was bad. And I recorded some of the best episodes in places that people would have never, they would have never known. And I'm not, I'm not proud of that because that wasn't honoring myself. Mm. What I didn't realize going through this journey of podcasting and this show in particular, because this show is what it is and it's about me and my real life and my real struggles. It's not like pop culture or, right. you know, let's talk about Kanye West and what happened. And that's not this. So I have, I'm living this shit. So when it gets hard, it's evident. Like it was, it was hard for me to just push through because this is, you know, this is my life, but it, it's so beneficial to so many people. And that is what keeps me going with it. Like I, this is bigger than me. You know, we that. are as, as humanity, we're, we're far more alike than we are different and thousand percent and hope and truth. Um, I believe that's my, my purpose to be on this earth. I was placed here to tell the truth. I tell my truth, you know, just in a way that, Hey, this is, this is what happened to me. And, you know, this is kind of how it panned out and this is what I decided to do. And yeah, you know, still struggling with that. Like I remember, um, (laughs) I remember I was talking in the beginning about my struggling with journaling and how I just was a hard headed, little girl who just not little girls a year ago but I was just like I know my therapist keeps talking about journaling and I just I don't know why I, I, fought, I fought against it so hard and I finally given in this year probably like in March I've been journaling almost every day and it's like wow because I would talk about it and I would be like oh well we're back and yeah I'm still not journaling so yeah we'll <laughs> at some point but yeah I am I am, I'm proud of, oh, that's what I was going to say. I, I didn't realize that telling these stories would stretch me yes. in the way that it did. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm it so challenged me. You, Thank you. It was hard. <laughs> oh my God. It was so hard. And I want people 
to be better. And if it meant that I had to just push through, I did. And I was willing to do that. And I'm still willing to do that. I'm obviously in a much, much, much better space. But uh, yeah, it, oof, yeah. I Lots of episodes where I cried and, you know, but it's, it's, it's real. And I think that that is what people need. They need the truth. They need to know that they're not alone and that if somebody else made it through or has some type of story that they, sh- they can take, you know, encouragement away from that. So there is so much you said there that I want to tap on. Okay. Oh my God. Let's just start with what you just said. The I'm not alone. I felt like I was totally alone. Like I said, how I felt like everyone got this handbook, but I didn't get it. We know that's wrong, but like, I felt like I can't be honest. I can't tell anyone. No one's going to get it. Everyone's going to think I'm crazy. I had what I call terminal uniqueness. Like I was dying on the inside because I thought there was no one that would get it. No one that could feel the way I feel. And like I said earlier to you, we have different stories, but we had the same exact feelings. I like you. You know, when I feel and I have that core wound of I am not enough, I am an overperformer. I'm an overachiever. I'm a perfectionist. And I actually perform better when there's a fire lit under my ass. And I'm not feeling good. And I have to show up because of the narrative that I've told myself. I have to prove my worth. I have to earn it. I mm-hmm. have to earn it mm-hmm. and people will love me because mm-hmm. I do what they won't do. They, look, you know, look, I'm good at this. So you have to accept me. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And most people, you know, they don't, they'll, they'll honor their boundaries. They don't mm-hmm. feel good. They're not going to show up. You mm-hmm. and I, Oh, I'm going to show up. I, I'm I don't showing care if up. I feel, you know, mm-hmm. rain or shine. And it's like a badge of honor. So yeah, it is full of integrity. Cause I do what I say. Uh-huh. But, at compromise to myself. My myself. Now right. we show up because we have something to share. Right. And if I don't, I'm yeah. staying home because I understand now that dishonoring myself <laughs> is is no longer acceptable. I only do what I want to do. Yes. So my mantra last year was just because I can doesn't mean I should. Mm. I had to go over and over and over that because I, there's a fine line for me between be between being a people pleaser Mm. and a, and a doormat. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, am I being of service or am I letting people walk all over me? Oh goodness. Wow. Right. Keep going. Only Mm -hmm. with the, only with the level of self-awareness that you and I have really can one decipher the nuances between am I serving or am I being a doormat? And there's a few people. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm not going to cut you (laughs) off. Please, please keep going. Wow. I never, I never knew the difference until I've done this level of work Mm. until I've been able to look at my own wounds and say, why am I doing all this for people? Why do I feel I need to overextend myself when I earned more respect by saying no mm. than I ever earned showing up over and over again? No matter if I was sick. You know, when I was on Radio Girl, I never called out one day. We were live three hours a day, five days a week for well over a decade. I never called out. It didn't matter how I was feeling. I always put the needs of the show, the producers, the listeners over my own. Meanwhile, I'm sure that producer was in Turks and Caicos. I'm sure he took all of his vacations. I don't know this man. I can guess because that's what we do. We bend over backwards and we work for people who, if they are like, hot you up, I'm not coming in today. And it's like, 
we feel like showing up and and it's like well again yeah, no, I I don't call is somehow like admirable when other people understand that no you have vacation days for a reason you have sick days for a reason you get to decide that your wellness and your um whatever health if yeah, you're, my well-being. Yeah. Right. It's more important than any job, any job, whether you're working for somebody else or you're working for yourself. Um, but when you said the doormat, the <laughs> people pleasing, oh, my goodness. Um, and you don't know that you are one when you are one. But when you start to evolve and you start to see that your actions are not in congruency with your beliefs, you know, we talked about limiting beliefs a little bit, but once you start to break through those and you start realizing I am enough, I am not what people told me. I am not what people told me. I wasn't, I am not my parents' wounds. I'm not generational trauma. I'm not weird karmic loops. I am me. I'm a divine soul on a mission. No one has my exact story. That's my superpower. No one has my gifts, my medicine to serve, except me. That is my superpower. Then you start to realize, why am I bending over backwards to prove myself to people who don't give a shit about me, who don't respect me? And I think the more that I just bend over backwards for people, the more they will respect me. But in fact, it's doing the opposite because I'm showing them I have no self-respect. So as soon as I say that sacred no, that's when the respect happens. And that's when boundaries, you know, I don't even have to like put them up. They happen naturally. Now people know not to ask me because they know my answer probably will be no now. Whereas before I was always asked to show up because I'd always say yes. Okay, let me drop everything to go make you feel better. Oh, you have a hair appointment? Let me cancel my whole calendar so you can go get your hair done. You know, it's like, why would I why would I do that for people who would never do that for me? But even if they would do it for you, right? It right. still doesn't mean that I should I decide that I right, that I dishonor myself because if I know that I would rather be doing something else. See, it's very simple for me. Sometimes I just would be rather doing something. I just, I don't want to be here. And I don't want to do that. That's, sometimes that's nothing. Sometimes I literally right. need to be in my bed all day long. Watching be on Netflix. my phone and watching <laughs> right. Netflix. Right. Like maybe overeating that day. Just like chilling, right. doing right. nothing. Right, right, And I need to do that sometimes, but I never knew I did because being such a high performer, I thought mm. I just had to show up, show up, show up, show, show up. up. I'm like, just because I can, maybe I should. That's why I said my mantra last year was even though I can show up day after day, very high level performance, I'm not going to. Right. I have to recharge my batteries. And mm -hmm. us, you know, we're not 19 anymore. I really right. do need to recharge my damn battery. You know, literally, I, I sleep wrong. I'm like, ah, my neck. I got to go right. to the Right. Like, I got to take care of me. And I'm right. finally, you know, it's like everything happens. More is revealed to us when we're ready to handle the absolute truth. And it has been revealed to me that if I do not take care of myself, I'm going to suffer physically. So I have to take care of my emotions. I have to take care of my spirituality. I have to take care of my mental space or I'm going to suffer. And it's, I don't, I don't want to suffer anymore because suffering is a choice. We know this pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Right. Pain will happen. Life happens. But if I choose to stay in the suffering, it's because I'm not taking care of myself or I'm not being real with myself or doing the things I need to do to better the situation. 
Right. And people pleasing is never about the other person, right? It's about our deep seated need to be wanted. They called me. Yes. Validation. They need me. Yes. Validation because I don't know that I alone am enough, whether or not anybody picks up the phone, whether or not they want me at the event or they want me on the the panel or they want me to speak or they invite me. I am enough, but I didn't know that. So I, I placed all of my worth on what other people were willing to give me or not give me as vain as this may sound. <laughs> but one of the, the, the largest clues was the, um, the inability for me to accept my physical appearance, right? I, uh, have been called pretty and beautiful and all these things since I was a little girl but I didn't feel beautiful and I didn't understand what the issue was. And I'm like, everybody says the same thing, but I don't feel like that. And I started to look at it and I'm like, well, if other people's thoughts and opinions and words meant as much as the weight that I've been giving them, then why can't they change the way I feel about my physical appearance? Maybe. Other people's thoughts and opinions aren't as valuable as I have been giving them uh, credit for being. Whoa. Major epiphany there. Major. That's a revelation, girl. Because if, if, if that were the case, right, when everybody said, oh, you're beautiful, I would have felt it, right? <laughs> if <laughs> Yes. You're 100% right. Mm. So then what do, what do you do to start knowing you're beautiful? What, do you, what does Shantae do to start saying, you know what? I don't need everyone else's validation. I need my own self-knowledge, my own self-worth. <sighs> what were the steps you took? And we know, we, as we just mentioned, it was spiritual, spiritual, emotional disconnection. You know what I mean? When I started to do the work in reprogramming my subconscious mind and yes. addressing those limiting beliefs, I discovered that it was not, it was not that I did not accept my physical appearance. It was that I didn't accept myself. Mm. So one day it would be my hair. The next day it would be my face. The next day it would be my stomach. The next, I just always found something to pick apart. And it was because I didn't accept Shantae. I didn't deem Shantae as acceptable. Mm. It had nothing to do with the aesthetic. Right. Because it could have been a different aesthetic and it still would have not been acceptable. Exactly. Because so I didn't feel as though I was acceptable. So I thought it was about my body. So I would lose weight and I would gain weight and I would cut mm. my hair and I would grow my hair and I would straighten my hair and I would let it be curly and I would wear red lipstick and I would wear orange lipstick. And it's like, what am I going to hit on that's going to finally make me feel <laughs> And I realized that it was not about anything external. It was about my belief system that I am not, I'm inadequate. I am defective. Mm. Defective was a one that I held on to. I am not enough. So no matter what I look like, it didn't matter because. <laughs> it, it doesn't it, matter it, if your belief. 
is that I'm not enough. If your operating system for right. your, you know, right. bomb ass computer is I'm not <laughs> enough, it doesn't matter what you do. You put a new wallpaper up on your desktop, you get a new little case, you get a cute little carrying pouch. The OS says, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not I'm enough. <laughs> so there's no other end result we can get to. So I always tell people when they are working on acceptance, that they have an extremely high spiritual calling because acceptance mm. is one of the most challenging spiritual principles to not only master, but embody and overcome as a block, a limitation, or a challenge. So, Shantae, I want to honor oh, you. Oh, you're right not going to make me cry on this. Girl, you're not going to make me cry on this camera. Like, Wait a minute. What did you just say to me? Well, I just got full chills, which is my higher self saying, yes, yes, yes. It is a extremely high spiritual calling. You came here to learn acceptance and you have mastered it. And you are using your purpose through your pain and your experience and your life story to help another woman boldly and courageously accept themselves. That is fucking beautiful, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, like you are so honored. You are so very loved. The whole point of life is to use what we've been through to help someone else to say, you know what? I've walked out of this dark cave and down this scary path. Let me be a light that will show you at there. You can find your way out too. just follow that light. And it doesn't mean, you know, people have to take the same exact steps, but to see that someone else has come through it and is shining. So I applaud you and I honor you because so many people that I know that are working on acceptance, they don't get it as quickly as you did. They'll be 70, 80, 90 years old, still trying to get it and mm. failing miserably and hating life. And you said, no, I am not going to live this way anymore. I am not my blocks. I am not my limitations. I accept myself. It doesn't mean we're perfect. doesn't mean we look in the mirror every day and say, oh my God, I'm the most beautiful thing alive. No, it means we keep it real and we keep our process real and we keep working on it. We keep suiting up and showing up every day. And some days I suck at it, but you know what? I don't stop because like you said, when we first started talking, you got something called tenacity tenacity is an amazing gift. We might've been misusing it before, but now that we know who we are and we've done the work and we are not our blocks and we are enough, tenacity has become one of our superpowers. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to applaud you, girl. I, I received that and I thank you so much. Um, I knew that this was going to be powerful. I knew that this was, was greater than just, you know, you guesting on my show. I just... I knew that energetically and spiritually that this was, this was going to be something uh, huge and uh, goodness, you know what, you know, Andrea, it was because my life is amazing. I have amazing friends. Like I have great bonds and relationships. So there were so many things that were right and I could not figure out why I struggled so much. And when I realized that all of my struggles were attached to enoughness, mm. I accepted the job because I didn't feel like I was enough. I accepted the relationship with the guy because I didn't feel like I was good enough. I just took the, the bare minimum, but something in me said, you're not a bare minimum chick. You have what it takes. Like you literally have what it takes. And now I wake up every day and I see myself in a, 
like as a millionaire, I see the house, like I see this life, this grand, because I've always been that dreamer since I was a little girl. I've always had the imagination to see, you know, just the best of everything. But I was living on such a level that was to the opposite of what I, and it was just like, oh, okay, you have to reprogram that belief that because of whatever, right? Because of what happened when you were however old, you are enough. You've always been enough. You will always be enough. And that is my mantra. That is the one that I over and over. I had this shirt in my closet, brand new. Now this is, let me just tell you this. (laughs) This shirt has been in my closet, brand new for months, right? I ordered this shirt, loved it. Andrew, they sent me two. A couple days later, I'm looking in the, I looked at the, the, the mail and I'm like, the brand, I'm like, did I order something else? Because obviously it could have been one o'clock in the morning, me on Instagram. Oh, I like this <laughs> Apple Pay. But I'm oh, like, <laughs> right. But I'm like, I don't remember. And I open it, it's the same exact shirt. So it was like the universe gave the message again, like, yes, just in case <laughs> you are enough. So that was the key. Do I still have struggles? Absolutely. There are things that I'm still figuring out financially there are still things that I want to do as far as my career goes and play and goals and and levels that I want to ascend to you know now that I, I've turned 40 and I just I I want to I do there are things that I want to attain materialistically but emotionally and spiritually like and I just I think I think differently I was the meanest person to myself. I just spoke to myself just like I was trash and I never gave myself a break. I never gave myself the space to just be a human being and be fallible and allow that to be okay. Right. Um, But another part of life that, and this discovery that just changed me was the concept of expansive thinking. Right. I think as an analytical person, I was always very like black and white, like it's this or it's that, you know, and now I understand that two things can be true at the same time. I can be amazing and imperfect and that's okay. Like, you know, I can have great days and completely fuck up and that's okay. Like I had to like really just start to understand that my acceptance was not found in perfection because I'm always going to miss the mark of perfection because last time I checked, I'm human. That's right. And as a recovering perfectionist, I can (laughs) tell you when I was perfect on paper, it didn't, it didn't make a damn thing better. Now Mm. I know perfection's an illusion. Perfection is subjective. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Oh yes. So what what is perfect and who am I being perfect for? Right. Because I'm not enough. If I were enough, I could just show up and be me i right my existence so is it's, yeah it's what mm-hmm. you said it's expansive consciousness mm-hmm. and expansive thinking which is mm-hmm. self-mastery which mm. is what i do or it's that lack consciousness it's that entropic contracting consciousness that is i'm not enough it's linear it's this it's that no 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 these things can help me but this is not me this is a portion of what i am so when we talk about making mistakes like when you said, you know, sometimes you you show up and you just fuck up. That's great. Mm-hmm. Because at this new level of expansive thinking, I can say, okay, I fucked up. 
what can I learn from this? How can I be better? The old me would have fucked up, fucked up, fucked up, fucked up. And then I would have thought less about myself, but I would have blamed you. It's like, what the hell? So now it's like, I see my mistakes as these divine gifts. Every time I make a mistake, there's an opportunity to grow and, and evolve. And if I'm not evolving, I'm repeating. And I'm not here to repeat the mistakes. I'm here to learn from them. So I look at everything as an opportunity to go higher and connect deeper with my spirituality. And I think what you and I do that's different from other people who are in kind of, you know, the, the growth kind of uh, arena is we dig deep into the spiritual essence. And, you know, it's we do a lot of written and mental exercises and reprogramming, but I don't do it alone. I do it with my higher power mm -hmm. 24 seven, 365 mm -hmm. and knowing that I'm spiritually supported. I got my guardian angels. I got my spirit guides, God, you name it. Like how can I fail mm -hmm. before when I was all in my head and not in my spirit at all? That's why I was failing. I felt alone. I thought I had no one to go to, but when I just reach out that hand of humility and say, I can't, you can help me. Mm. That's when the miracles happen. So it's knowing that I become this channel for my higher power to work through. But if I'm, you know, like a clogged up pipe with like hair and sludge and grease and grime down the drain, how's my higher power going to work through me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have to clean that out by doing mm -hmm. the exact work that you and I do mm -hmm. so that I can flow freely and if something stops temporarily, it's not going to jam me up and overflow my whole day. It's just mm -hmm. a little tiny hiccup that I now mm -hmm. have the tools to just get rid of because I've already done the work. And when I did the work the first time, I did it to the best of my ability. Did my best sometimes suck? Yeah, but I still did my best. Mm -hmm. And that's what sets us apart from other people. And that's why we're here to share that it doesn't matter how far down the hopelessness, the limiting beliefs, the I am not enough, the people pleasing, the lack of validate, all the things, anyone can do it. Anyone. Anyone can do it. Anyone. And I, I say on this platform all the time, listen, if, if I could do it, because I, I have to be honest with you, I got to a point where I was hopeless. I'm like, this is never going to change because, again, I couldn't think my way out of it. I couldn't rationalize my way out of it. So I just, I just, uh, you know, I had been going to therapy and I was just, I, I was getting all of this information and all of these tools and I could not figure out why I still fucking hated myself. Yeah. I could not. And that is that is the God honest truth. I was miserable and I hated myself. I just talked to myself. I was so mean. Like I would call myself all kinds of names and I would just never, ever, ever just be kind to myself. So when people ask and they talk about self-love as it pertains to self-care and, and it's just like, we have to discuss what that inner conversation sounds like. Right. How would you talk to your friend if your friend called you and they were in distress and they were upset and they were going through something hard? Would you tell them, girl, you better stop crying. You should be stronger. You should tighten up and you should be more, you know, blah, blah, blah. And well, I don't understand why, you, you know, or would you say, I'm sorry. I love you. I'm here for you. I'll hold space for you. How can I support you? And when I started to talk to myself like that, Andrea, 
And when I realized that I could be my own cheerleader, that I could be that for myself, that I could be what I thought I was supposed to get in a man, or I thought I was supposed to get in something outside of me. I'm like, no, I can be that for myself. I can be that. And I, I just practiced it. And I do every day, every moment when something happens, if I, if I make a mistake or something's not favorable, what am I saying to myself? What is my knee jerk reaction? Mm. It's not what it used to be. That's right. I can tell you that it is not what it used to be. And even if I can't find the words, I'll just say to myself, we're doing the best. Or if that negative thing comes up, right? And it tries to be like, see, you should have, if you would have just prepared better, or if you would have just, right. we're doing our best. And that's okay. That's right. I'm enough. I've always been enough. I'll always be enough. And immediately that thing is like, it's like it crumbles. Like it removes the energy. Like it just, it kills it yes. because light and darkness cannot occupy the same space. It has to be one or the other. Oops. Sorry. I almost knocked the computer over. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to make, I have to make a choice. Either I can continue to operate in this negative energy or I can choose another thought and shift this, this, this energy right, right here. Um, so 1000%. Yeah. So you and I are so similar. The compassion that I would give everyone else, even my tormentors, the compassion <laughs> I would give everyone, I never gave myself. I held <laughs> myself to such a stupid standard. How could I ever succeed? How could I ever validate myself? How could I ever think I'm enough? when perfectionism and lack of compassion and intellectualizing it is the way that I judge my own self on. Mm -hmm. So once I started giving myself the compassion that I so freely gave others, that's when my life started to change. Cause you know, we've been doing this a long time and back in the day it was like, Oh, self care. And it's like, it doesn't matter if I take a bath, if I hate myself, right. it doesn't if matter. If I'm mean to myself, yeah, if I get my nails done, if I call myself a stupid fucking bitch, what, what the, yeah, what does it matter what self-care I'm doing? Because the internet on a meme told me to. Oh. When I hate myself and I think I'm a worthless piece of shit. So I'm going to tell you, Shantae, when I was um, in my late 20s, uh, toward the end of my emotional rock bottom that I lived in for about two or three years. And I was, I was in this emotional rock bottom alone. Remember, I didn't have the humility or the courage to speak up or tell anyone. I didn't tell my mom, didn't tell my man, didn't tell my sisters, didn't tell my friends. I used to sit on my couch in my home at the time and the windows were closed, the blinds were closed, the lights were down. Just imagine this dark, dingy ass room. And I would hold a glass of red wine in my hand and I would chain smoke cigarettes inside of my house because that's how little I cared about myself. And I would think, I'm not going to live to 40. I just can't keep going on the way I'm going on and live. It doesn't make sense. Like, how am I going to do this for another decade? The self-loathing. Like you said, the hopelessness and people don't understand, like, look at you two. How are you hopeless? Because it's not about what you see. I can't, I'm not judging my outsides or my insides, people's outsides. It, my insides were so broken, so hurt. People will go, oh, you were frustrated. No, I wasn't frustrated. I was in anguish, mental anguish, because I can't get, I can't figure it out. 
I can't intellectualize my way out of this. You know, I was in emotional anguish because I didn't have the emotional depth to, I had no emotions. I used to pride myself in saying, oh, I never cry. You know, I was so in my masculine energy um, mm -hmm. because I was projecting this image of myself. You know, I was controlling. I was an overachiever. I was all these things. I never let anyone take care of me. I never allowed myself to be nurtured and loved. I never allowed my creativity to pour through. And I knew I was going to be dead by the time I was 40. And look at us now. The, the exact opposite. I've never felt more alive. And my life is beyond my wildest dreams. I would have never thought if you would have told me that I'd be a self-mastery coach, helping women find that divine essence within, thinking from that higher expansive consciousness, not living in comparison, not living in judgment, living in acceptance and unconditional love. That's me? I would have thought you were full of shit. And so I'm living a life beyond my wildest dreams. Like this is heaven to me. And as long as I stay in service and say kind of what I said to you, how can I use what I've been through to help someone else? That's exactly what I'm going to do. So before we started recording today, you know, I just closed my eyes and I put my hands in prayer and I said to my higher power, I said, thank you for letting me help just one person today. Thank you for my message, helping one person feel better about themselves or letting them know that they're not alone. And when you set your intention to serve, you know, I don't get nervous. I don't get in my ego. I don't worry about what I'm going to say. I just start, like I said, letting that higher power work through me because my channel is clear. Now, if I hadn't done the work and I set my intention to serve, I'd have to be bound to a script or I might be like, wait, uh, what was I talking about? Uh, I don't remember because I'm in my ego. My channel's clear. So my higher power just works through me. And I do say what someone needs to hear. And it's a beautiful thing. And that's what I wish for everyone, that we can just get rid of that crud and that energetic weight and the lies we've been telling ourselves. Because like the I'm not enough block, that's a lie. It's mm -hmm. a lie. And we Always believed been. it. Yes. If we yes. can clear those lies out mm -hmm. and really just emerge into the women that we were designed by source, by God, by the most high, the universe to be. Wow. I guarantee a life beyond our wildest dreams because it's like nothing anyone can imagine. And if people have never felt serenity, if they've never felt inner peace, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let that be the goal. Well, I can say you absolutely helped me. So thank you, darling. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, what you said about acceptance, and you know my calling and what I am here for. Uh, it it centered me mm. in an incredible way, and um, so well, it just tells me that you. you're welcome, beautiful. It tells me that you are on purpose. You don't just have a purpose. You are on purpose. You know, like I, I know my purpose is to help awaken people, much like you. I tell truth. I awaken people. I empower people. But if I'm not acting in accordance with that and I'm not using my own experience in accordance with that, am I on purpose even though I have a purpose? No. Mm. And that's where the misery comes in. So this was always your purpose. You just hadn't stepped fully into it yet. Now you're there. 
you're like, oh, I'm on purpose. I'm showing up. I get to do this. Everything mm -hmm. happened for me. None of this should happen to me. It happened mm -hmm. for me. So I can be the Shantae who is here today helping millions of people step into their millions. Well, we're manifesting it, girl. We're speaking. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, yes. I, I am a manifestation expert. I, I say what I desire like it is already okay. there. And we are speaking to millions and you are here to really illuminate the hearts and the minds. I mean, I see Shantae doing TED Talks. I see the whole thing. Yes. I'm talking like some Tony Robbins type shit. You up on the oh, stage, man. girl. And here's mm -hmm. the thing. People will say it to me like, oh, do you want that type of like fame and da-da-da? I really don't actually want that level. Uh, I don't need to be a household name. But I would like to have that type of impact. So even impact. if I just had a mm -hmm. tribe, and I actually do, but I have a tribe of like 100 people who just know that I'm in integrity and I'm here to help and they, I can do those workshops and do my little Tony Robbins thing. I am on purpose. I am in alignment. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it's like, it's not about how famous can I get? It's how can I use my integrity to show up and serve in a way that's effective. So, you know, cause I used to have the fame, like it, and it's horrible, you know, like a little bit's cool, <laughs> but when you can't, this is how old we are. You, I couldn't even go to Blockbuster and like rent a video without people like stopping me. You know what I mean? It's like, that's not cool. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm cool yeah, on no, that. they, the, yeah, I'm good on that. Too. Like the impact. Absolutely. The fame. No, like I want to go to the mall and the grocery store. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, no, but I would love, I would love the ability mm. to talk to people and you know rooms and and I received that as well and I do see that for myself so I do come into agreement with you on that uh and the power of agreement that's a whole different episode <laughs> we could do a whole episode on that um but yes I do and there would have been a time where I wouldn't have been able to receive that but I do receive that because I know I now know why I'm here I love this and mm -hmm. you know when it comes to masterful manifestation and it's like, okay, well, maybe someone's listening and they say, well, how do I do that? How do I get to that? Look to what Shantae is doing. She is showing oh, the God. willingness, but let me, look. you are showing the willingness. You are showing up and taking the was... actions in alignment with the desired outcome. And you might... I was looking for my journal. It was right here. I don't know what I did. <laughs> but... Go ahead. Oh, I, my computer is on top of it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> But when you show oh, willingness, here's my journal. Project three six nine. Get it? Yes. Get it? Yes. Go ahead. Keep going. When you show willingness and you take the actions in alignment with your end outcome desire, but we're not focused on the desire. Like Shantae is not doing this, saying I'm doing this so I do get to do in person workshops and people are paying ten thousand dollars a seat. She's not doing. Hey. Oh, sorry. But you know what I'm saying? But because yes. she's showing up and doing this on a smaller scale, that shows her higher power that she is willing to do what it takes. And when that door is open, she'll walk through it with grace and ease and dignity. Let me just let me just read a couple of these. Um, these uh, entries again, guys, I, I have not met this woman. I, I I did not. I don't know a thing about her other than a small blurb that I received in an email. OK, <laughs> so if you need evidence that alignment and synchronicity and energy is incredibly powerful then allow this to be it for you okay so this is my my journal that my cousin bought me for my birthday and i've been writing in ever 
every day. So some of the, the, the headers, right? What is faith? Conscious rejuvenation, conscious reflection, awareness of being, building a relationship with yourself. Be the energy you want to attract. Um, yes. So what she, what you just said about being what I want, right? It's the energy, the output of the energy that will attract from me in my bedroom recording with you to me on a stage in LA somewhere. Where do you live? I'm in LA right now, girl. Yes. Yes. So that we can have lunch. Uh, so, Hey, I have a Ted talk in LA this weekend. (laughs) Want to go grab some coffee? Like it's the, it's the energy. And for me in my mind, there's no difference from me being here to me being on that stage. Right. I feel the same and honest. I'm, I am, I'm it already. Like I feel it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. If you were faking it, if you weren't showing up as 1000% you and telling your authentic story, it might not be the same, but it is Mm. the same because there's only one truth. Even though Shantae's truth, Andrea's truth, it's all the truth. The truth. Everything else is deception. That's why I said the Mm -hmm. I'm not enough block is a liar. It's a lie. It's It's a lie. Deception. And it's Mm -hmm. when we're living in the deception that we are tortured. So when we have beautiful synchronicities like you and I just had, where I said something that correlates with a journal entry, I have a saying, is it odd <laughs> or is it God? And let me tell it's you, God. it's not odd. It's God. It's not there's, odd. It's God. There's no such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> Everything None. is by divine design, you know, and when you are in your purpose, you're on purpose, you're showing up, you're doing your best, you're in integrity, you're in service to humanity guess what? Miracles are imminent. So people always Mm. say like, what do you mean you expect miracles? I expect miracles. One, Mm -hmm. I've experienced hundreds of them, countless uh, miracles, and they can be small miracles, but they're miracles. Mm -hmm. Then why would I not expect more? The only thing that's going to deter me from not receiving miracles is me getting out of that mind, body, spirit balance and me just going all back into my old self, which was mm-hmm. ego, intellect, 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 intellect. Mm-hmm. And when I say ego, I don't mean I'm egotistical and, oh, I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. My ego mm-hmm. wants me to be small. My ego mm-hmm. wants me to be a people pleaser and a doormat. My, Safe. My ego doesn't want me showing up and doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. My ego wants me checking my zits in the mirror, thinking I'm ugly, doing all these things. The, the, when I'm in purpose, whew, I'm unstoppable. And uh-huh. that's when I keep getting showered by does divine messengers and earth angels like Shantae, you know, like <laughs> our, our, our higher powers. I don't know what yours is, but we all have one, you know, collided us in this moment so we could amplify each other's messages. Mine is God. Yes. yes. So no, it's not odd. It's absolutely God. God. And I, I, uh, my goodness, there, there's so much. I, so, so, there's so much I could say just in that vein. Um, but what I will say is, I am truly grateful that I did not close my eyes on this life, having never come to the knowledge of the understanding that everything I needed, I already had. Girl. It was always in me. It was always for me to bring awareness to it. See, that, you guys, listen, I want you to understand, there is nothing that you need to gain. There is nothing that you need to get. 
You have the power to attract to your life anything that you desire by being it. Mm. Mm. But we are conditioned to believe we have to work hard and we have to get a good job and we have to go to school and we have to get the things and we have to do the things. And it's about the productivity. It is about the energy. Mm. It's about the energy. If you want to experience love, be loving. If you want good friends, be a good friend. If you want people to tell you the truth, tell the truth. You have to be the energy that you want to attract. Because if you go out into the world, and this is Shantae speaking from Shantae's experience, thinking that people are deceptive and they're this, then that's what you're going to experience because your belief system is what's going to attract whatever. You're not going to outlive it. You're not going to outrun it. You're You're not. You're going to experience life based on what you think every single time. 1,000%. And, and we have to get really real. We have to, when we want to do this, and we're, if someone's listening, like, oh, that sounds good. Okay, yeah. I want to change my beliefs. I want to start creating my reality. Tell them how, Andrea. Yeah, I want to start creating my reality <laughs> through my beliefs alone. Because guess what? Shantae and I aren't walking around going, oh, I want people to be good to me. Like she said, we're being good. And that's what's coming back because my Mm -hmm. belief system allows me to be good. So Mm -hmm. we can look at our reactions to people first and foremost, and all situations to know what our underlying beliefs are. Like if I get get into a little like fender bender on the road or something, I'm talking minor uh, or even major, who cares? And my reaction is this always happens to me. Oh my God. Like, what am I going to do? That's your reaction based on the belief system that you're a perpetual victim. Victim. Now Mm -hmm. me, this is a, this has happened several times. I'll get a flat tire. I'll get in a little fender bender in a parking lot. And I, and my reaction is thank you God for stopping me here and protecting me from something worse down the Mm -hmm. road. I don't need to know what it was that you were protecting me from. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for stopping me here and letting no one get hurt. So my belief is that everything is divine protection. Whoa, that's my underlying belief. And Mm -hmm. guess what? It didn't used to be. So the Mm -hmm. first thing we need to do is get radically honest about what our belief system is. And the best way is by looking at our reactions and our Mm -hmm. words and our actions. And are they aligning with what we want? And most of the time they're not. And that's where Mm -hmm. the suffering comes in. So once we say, okay, I'm seeing that my reactions to you know an argument or someone on the road or a long line at starbucks whatever it is is not good i need to fix that yes we do so we need to see where those underlying beliefs came from where that there's not enough time where the i'm embarrassed where the i'm not enough we need to look at where that uh, where that wound and that belief was perpetuated from sometimes it's inherited you know i know a few of my limiting beliefs i got from my mama you know what i'm saying not because she like said anything to me but where i learned them from her you know and mm-hmm. of course i don't blame her i'm not mad at her it's her dharma her purpose her own life story but I got to look and I got to not be afraid to look. So I have to start embodying courage. Courage doesn't mean I'm fearless. Courage means I walk through the fear. And guess what? It's so, I, I find this process fun. When I find more nuanced BS about my beliefs and my limitations and my inner dialogue that is all lies, I find it fun. I'm like, ooh, I found another one. Let's dismantle this little bad boy. So- right. Because you know that you have the power to change it, which is. Yes. It's it's a it's an empowering space to 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 occupy. It's, it's the, the opposite of the victim mentality cuz I can look at my life and I can see 
situations that were created based on my limiting belief. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I manifested this. Yeah, this happened because this is how I thought, right? I thought that people were always going to leave me. So, yep, so that relationship did. didn't work. And yeah, <laughs> and that ended and I sabotaged that. Yeah, so I see how I did it. But I know now, based on my new beliefs, that a whole new life is unfding right before my eyes. Oh, I'm so because excited. I see. Oh, thank I, you I just so cannot much. wait to see. You. I hope that this is like the the beginning of a new relationship, huh? Yes. You froze for a second. Yes, I heard you. Yes, I like, yes. I cannot wait to see what you create this season and chapter of your life. And yes, this is a new thriving relationship. And what you said about like, you have everything within you. you uh, for me, what hit, hit in my mind was I need to stop outsourcing my power. You know, it's one of, it's the reason that the name of what I do is called the I am everything project. I constantly, mm. just like I blamed everyone. I also thought I need to go to this psychic. I need to do this plant medicine. I need to read this book. I need to do this therapy. I need to do this self-help thing. I need to do that. No, those are, I'm, I'm giving other people my power. Doesn't mean I can't get new knowledge and start letting other things amplify what I know and what I'm doing. But if I'm not doing anything day in, day out, and I'm just having appointments with people, what, what am I doing except for disempowering myself? So that's why what I do is called the I am everything project because I am everything. I am my mm. own healer. I am my own, you know, nutritionist. I'm my own personal trainer. I'm my own cheerleader because I, in this lifetime, you know, I came to learn acceptance and self-reliance and validation, self-validation and all these things. So I have to become everything I need. And I love being everything I need. And I love teaching other people how to do this. So it's just such a beautiful thing. But the secret sauce to it is staying honest with ourselves. If I'm not honest with myself and I don't know my own BS, I can't be everything that I, I need. I'm going to continue to need to outsource. And don't get me wrong. There are times we do need to outsource. There are some things, you know, at certain stages of our development that are outside of our scope. Of course, see an expert if you need an expert. But don't disempower yourself by not taking steps oneself like you and I you're doing the journal doing the stuff me waking up and doing gratitude me totally changing my little tiny actions throughout the day that you know accumulate and create a whole new me after a certain amount of time yeah because even even the support even the therapy like she gave me the tools if if I didn't apply them then they would not it wouldn't have worked so it was always for me to do the work and and when things started to click and I would go back and I would be like oh my god I'm so grateful for you you know you changed my life and she was just like you changed your life I love that see a true counselor a true therapist a true mentor a true healer a guide takes you back to you and reminds you Shante you did the work I have mm -hmm. clients all the time tell me oh my god Andrea you changed my life I said no I did not I showed you what I did and you asked to follow suit and you chose because somebody else can get that same information and do nothing do with nothing it. Just with like it. you said about the, you know, about the tools, about the, the, um, the self-help books right. and the, you know, watching videos or All even hiring someone, you know, paying someone to a coach or a therapist or whatever, you still, you ingesting the information. It's not enough. Just, it's not enough because 
people say knowledge is power. No, the application of knowledge. Applied knowledge is power. <laughs> you have to do something with what you know. And you can't just what, know it. That's why you and I were miserable. That's why mm -hmm. you and I were literally hopeless because we had a head full we of knew knowledge better. Mm. And, yep. and a heart that was just not full of love. No. You know? No, so no. it's about that balance. I have to have my mind, body, and spirit balanced, and I got to apply the knowledge, and I have to be willing. That's why when people want to, you know, give me credit, I, I understand what they're doing because I, I give credit to some of my mentors too. But I want to remind them: you said yes. You know, you walked through that door. I might have opened the door, but you walked through it. You mm -hmm. showed up every week for your appointments. You did all the modules. You did all the workbooks. You did all the things. And you're still integrating it and living it day to day. And you're shining so bright. People are asking you what your secret is. So is it right. me or is it you being on purpose? Right. So I remember when I first woke up, I guess you could say, and I first started getting really spiritual and I first started having radical life changes and I was getting miracles and I was getting all the signs, you know, the four, four, fours, the three, three, threes, people like you showing up in my, in my life, saying things that just gave me full body chills. I remember being in such gratitude to God. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all these things. And of course it was God leading the way, but I had a realization. Oh my God. Like God showed me the door. God gave me all these gifts and all these angels and all this stuff, but I said, yes, oh my, like, I need to give myself some, some gratitude as well. Like I was giving all the glory to God, which don't get me wrong. I think we should, but at the same point, I was not even acknowledging that I was the one walking through the fear. I was the one cultivating courage. I was the one doing the work. I was the one showing up day in, day out. I was the one creating new habits. I was the one catching my BS, catching my lives. I lies. I was the one really like rigorous in it. So I want to take a moment to anyone who's in the middle of the work, please. Look yourself in the mirror. Not if you're driving. I'm not going to be responsible for an accident. But look, <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror and look at your eyes and see your soul and say, thank you. You said yes. You said yes to listen to this podcast. You know what Shantae is about. Like you showed up again and said yes because you know there's something you need to hear. There's something there's a yearning inside. You could have chosen to listen to some music. And you're listening to something that's going to catapult you to the next phase of your growth and spiritual expansion. Like you're a baddie, like mm -hmm. honor that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please do. And know that life is about choices. And at any moment, anything can change. Right. Never give up, never lose hope. Um, I feel like we're coming to the, to the end of this. Cause she's right. We could talk for hours and hours. Um, but this feels but good. no, it does. It feels amazing mm. because it's it's not it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence, and I'm I'm just so I can't gratitude is is something that I hang my life on. Me too, sister. <laughs> it is the post on which I hang my hat, and I will mm. not ever 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 not stop thanking people. I will not stop acknowledging people. I will not stop affirming people. I am so grateful that I even get to do this because it's an honor. It's a blessing and it's bigger than me. It's not about me. 
It's not about me. It's about you guys. It's about the information reaching the masses and someone being helped and someone being changed. And if my life and experience and everything that I went through and all the pain that I had to go through and all of the the tears that I had to cry means that someone else gets to heal, Mm. I humbly accept that as my life's calling. And I thank God that I survived it in order to be in this place, in this place. So, you know, this, this experience with you, Andrea, you know, it's not lost on me. Um, I am, I feel very small under this huge purpose that I have. Um, I love it. That's but I know I got what it takes to do it. You do. You can have humility and confidence at the same time. At the same time, so right. Because I, I share about humility was like one of the greatest gifts that ever happened to me. And someone clapped back at me like, oh, if you were humble, you wouldn't be talking about your humility. And I was like, humility doesn't mean that I think less um, about myself. Less of myself, it right. I think about myself less. It's not about me. I'm, not, I'm right. showing up to serve because before, even if it was self-pity, it was me, 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 me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. so the takeaway and the, the the final thought I really want to give to the listeners is if you are suffering, if you're in any amount of self-pity, great or small, I want you to stop in your tracks or when it pops up and instead of saying me, 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 why me, poor me, say, how can I serve? And it, even if it means taking an elderly person's grocery cart back to, you know, by the door at the, at the market, whether it means, you know, helping someone across the street, calling your mom, helping a neighbor put a shelf up, whatever it is, or maybe it's just talking to someone on the phone that's having a bad day. How can I serve? It will change your life and miracles will happen because that's how we manifest through that humility and through that connection to God and who serves through us. Mm. Well, <laughs> love you too, girl. I know what that. Oh my, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't. I feel like I repeat, I repeat a lot on on this show, and I, I end up saying a lot of things over and over and over. But like Andrea said, the truth stands on its own; it needs no defense, and and repeating. And the truth being resounding, it is what is necessary in this world. And so many people um, lack that, uh, whether it's in their, you know, their group of friends or whatever, they just, they don't have that truth. They don't have that friend that tells them the truth. They don't have that partner that tells them the truth. Their their life is just facades and, and filters and fake crap that, causes us to just miss what it is because the goal is that we all find what our purpose is because if you are here with breath in your lungs you have one it may not be the same as mine it may not be the same as andrea's but you have one i can't sing i love to sing i can't sing maybe you can sing I can't say. God bless you. I feel like you and I are twins, girl. Like we have Seriously. so much in common. Oh my god! Um, you wouldn't know I can't sing because I do. I was telling them on the last episode uh, I, I recorded with my cousin, and I'm like, I don't even like sing like easier songs. Like I'm going, for, I'm just going for it. Okay, Celine Dion. Yes. I know. Why do we do in that? the rafters? Oh. <laughs> you know what? Because we're like, having really? fun. 
You know, yes, it is. I used to, when I wasn't enough, I would only sing songs in my octave. So I was very limited. I could only sing like songs that male leads were singing. I was singing Incubus, Sublime, <laughs> even some of that. I couldn't hit the notes, you know? And now I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to belt it. I don't sound good. I don't give a fuck because I'm having fun. And that's right. what I've been doing, Shantae, lately. I like to pray when I'm in the car. I've been singing to God in the car mm. and i have been rocket launched to higher dimensions while i'm driving i'm seeing zero 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 everywhere which i normally don't see i'm like so um i want you to try that next and next time we talk whether it's text mm -hmm. instagram another podcast i want you to report back how that singing but intended to your higher power changes mm. your whole frequency wow it's next level it's next level. You're going to start manifesting. Anytime I've ever done that, I just start crying. So, and, But crying, our emotions mm. are this divine communication center with our soul. When I mm. cry tears of joy or knowing, that's my soul saying, yes, girl, yes, don't stop. Mm. You're on it. You've hit the nail on the mm -hmm. head. Keep going. This is mm -hmm. perfect. It feels so good. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tears of knowing okay. are the jam. So. Oh, my. Mm. We're gonna. We're both gonna start crying just knowing after we after we sign off. <laughs> I was thinking after you mentioned finding your purpose, I want to give a gift to the listeners. I'm gonna send you a link, and hopefully you can put it in the show notes. I have an unlocking mm -hmm. your dharma, which is a Sanskrit word for purpose guide. Mm -hmm. It's a free PDF. I'd love the listeners to uh, work through that. It's super simple because we don't find. Our dharma, we align with it by using mm -hmm. what we, Shantae, mm -hmm. have been speaking about, using our past experience, using our natural talents and abilities to serve humanity. And it's an alignment. We, if we keep looking for it, we're not going to find it. Let it find you, and it will be undeniable. Mm. Well, thank you, My pleasure. Andrea. My pleasure, I, No, seriously. I, I'm, like, obsessed with you. <sighs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like my new bestie. Don't tell my The feeling bestie. is mutual. Yes, this has been amazing. I'm I'm looking forward to getting to know you even more and just this new friendship if Absolutely. you would accept. Oh, I would love to okay. be your friend. That's a Let's yes. go to the park. That's a yes. I'm just like do weirdos in the park like like 5-year-olds. Yes. Like let's play hopscotch. Girl, I love I love doing things like that. We get on the seesaw, right? We're forty year old women, and it's we're going guess. to the park to get on the swings you know because what, we love our life. I love we love life. our life. My inner child, my eight year old, especially, she loves to not play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A little ice cream, you know. Um, <laughs> we doing it. <laughs> yes, and she's all the way on the other side of the country. I'm from New Jersey. Cool. Cool. Well, did I'll, did I'll you know a, that? And you're in California. I will be a little bit closer to you. I did uh, just buy some property out of state, so I'll keep you updated on all that fun stuff. And maybe, nice, maybe nice. We'll do a retreat together. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Okay, we're gonna talk off, we, offline. Gonna let me whole, let me let me wrap this up. Okay. okay, you guys. Thank you for listening to episode twenty three. <laughs> I have to talk to Andrea off <laughs> off the air, but um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I imagine you did. This was incredibly powerful. This was a blessing to me. Um, I am very full and, and overwhelmed. And usually when I'm in this space, I just, I weep. So I don't want to weep on camera and I don't want to weep today. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrap, but, uh, be good to yourselves, guys. You know how I end every episode. Be good to yourself. You deserve compassion. You deserve grace and you deserve love until next time. Do no harm, but take no shit. Peace. I love you. Bye. Bye.